You're ready. You guys ready? Listen, you know, it's no big deal, just dinner, you know. <laughs> she, knew, she knew I was joking, but I was like, man, we could really use some free air time. <laughs> Think about all this. Yeah. Bree, come funny, on, don't though. you heart radio? <laughs> I heart radio. <laughs> so, Shane, I got a question yeah. for you. Shoot. How many, how many people come in there and, like, flex what they do or, like, big wigs or, or, like, somebody, like, thinks they're, like, balling or maybe they are balling and they come in the barbershop and, like, they try to, like, flex a little bit? Mm, it, it happens sometimes, but not a lot. A lot of the guys that we have that are, I guess, successful, if you want to, in financial terms, they don't yeah. – you can kind of you can kind of see sometimes we have older guys – we have older guys that come in and um, wearing flip flops and shorts, and you never even know if you right. didn't know them that they're you know multimillionaire living on long boat. Yeah, it's yeah, fu- yeah. it's funny how casual some of these guys are, and then it's you could tell though. There's some guys with egos; they just want to have them stroked while they're there. So yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it's not. <laughs> but it's, hey. Honestly, it's not a lot. I think once okay. they, once you settle into the environment. I think you realize, hey, this isn't a place where I should, you know, advertise all my successes. Yeah. You, you try to, <laughs> you just try to like get in there and be one of the guys, I guess. If yeah. you say. My experience, yeah. my experience at locals has always been that uh, everybody that's in there is usually interested in having a, a normal, regular conversation and not really like trying to stir shit up. I think like yeah. there's probably only been one time where I can remember. Like, uh, the barber's sitting around talking, oh, this fucking guy's coming in. And he's like, We're f- we fucking hate this fucking guy. And then the guy would, co- <laughs> yeah. the guy would come in, and he would just be a, a dick, and they'd be like, see, this is what we expected. And then, <laughs> you know, that was it. But And that's, well, that's one thing I don't like doing, because uh, you get in there so, and you're, it's your home. It's your second home, yeah. right? So you're there all the time. You're very comfortable. Right. And then you, and the people you're with, you're very comfortable too. Right. So I'm like thinking, you know, and then you'll, you'll say something out loud or to the other barber, like call out a play on whatever's about to go down. Right, right. And everyone else hears the play and then they kind of see behind the curtain when you're not really behind a curtain. So they're actually like, yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you say about me when I leave? I'm like, oh, you got a nickname too, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Wait, yeah. wait. comes in here has got a nickname. What do, what, right now. what do they, <laughs> what do they say about me when I Johnny leave? No tip. <laughs> <laughs> I would I I would like to get a podcast of everybody that works at locals, and I want to hear. I want you to ask them what they say about me when I leave. <laughs> Actually, or just I, set up a camera and leave and see what happens. They're just like, man. I- how long is he gonna actually wear a man bun? <laughs> is that what it is? Uh, yeah, like I, we want that. We want that bitch on the wall. <laughs> I'm gonna wear it forever, man. You guys are never gonna get it. Never. Uh, I want no, that but, man bun so bad. I can't. We don't do have it, a, no. we don't have a lot of flexors. We have we have a couple guys that have come in that are out of kind of place with being thuggish, if oh, you would. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah, you know, like. You know, because that might be the the sh- the shop they normally 
go to. Yeah, yeah. So they'll, they'll come in and kind of play that role, and I think within a few minutes they'll realize that that isn't flying. So right. Yeah. So that's probably the we'd probably have more of those than we do, you know, flexors and ballers. I mean, we got we got all walks of life, which is cool. We got lawyers, we got yeah. baseball players, we got IMGs right up the road. So I mean, it's not. I mean, we have punters for the Saints in our shop. We got all kinds of people that come through there, mm-hmm. and I make a joke. Garth Brooks was in there <laughs> from the baseball, so he wasn't really. He wasn't in there, really. But, yeah, yeah, he was never. Yeah, yeah. But there's a pair of cowboy boots that I got in there at the shoe shine stand, and I'm always like, "Yeah, those are Garth Brooks boots. He left them here." You go go no shit, Garth Brooks. I go yeah. Would you believe it? Size eight. I said, yeah, I, I hit him up on Messenger. He said, don't worry, I'll get him next time. Uh, so I just point at him like, those are Garth Brooks. Just bullshit. That's hilarious. Everyone loved, they're like, really? <laughs> Fucking Garth Brooks. You know yeah. that Oasis song? That was about barbershop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's fucking awesome. It is. I love it. They, there's a the whole lot of fun that goes on in there. So, I mean, leaving what I did and going to that, you know, a total 180, but um, I and love I, it. I've told you before, I'll told you before, but I'll say it again, that the environment at Locals, I fucking love it, and I, I just love the way the shop is, the way it's set up, the way it looks. It's just a good, it's a good aesthetic, you know? Everybody gets along. It's fucking, it's a cool place. And I've never had a barbershop that was my barbershop ever in my whole life until now. So that you can see, wow. yeah, that's my yeah, spot. Right. So I think that that's really cool. That, so there's something that to a, that, man. Yeah. Like, because when you go to the barbershop, like I always want the barbershop to feel like a place that like, I always wanted it to be like a place I could go talk sports, talk shit, uh, yeah. talk music, talk whatever. And it's a place that you get away from, for a couple hours or whatever, away from everything else that's going on in your life. It's almost like two and a, a half hours. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's like the podcast. When I come on the podcast, I, I put everything else that's going on good or bad away. And all of a sudden it's like, I'm living in this different world. And yeah. that's how I view a good barbershop to be. That's how you want to go there. And then there's a great feeling of when you're like, hey, all right, guys, see you later. And you walk out that door and you're walking to your car, put the window down. Yeah. You're, and they're all like, fuck out, that guy. I'm so glad he left. There goes no tip yeah. Johnny right out the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you leave you? <laughs> Two books. You know, like, <laughs> there goes long hat Drew. <laughs> Haircut's going to be 18. He gives you 20. Like, you need change? Like, yeah, I'll get, go, go, go. Give me the change back. You're like, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there goes. You're like, actually, actually, just give me a dollar back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, there's guys, though, too, that uh, talk about flexors. There's guys that come in, won't say a word. There'd be a $25 haircut, 20 whatever their service is. You know, they might get shaved the whole deal, but. Whatever that is, they they're flipping down fifty bucks, sixty bucks, hundred bucks for tips, especially around like seasons and stuff like Christmas. Oh wow! And yeah. Right now, coming back from not working a lot, there's guys that are like, "Hey, how long you been out of work?" I'm like uh, six weeks or whatever. I'm just glad to be back to work. And then they're like, and then you could hear the bar go, "Man, I really appreciate that." 
and you yeah. know that he he just greased that palm pretty good. Right, so right. Yeah, yeah, enough yeah. to get a hey. You know, if we were bar, we'd have a bell and go ling 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 ring the hell out yeah, of that. Like, right. Like we just got a massive tip. I actually might do that. That would be pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can do this, but like to be able to like take a shot or whatever with a person or whatever, like that would oh, be yeah. cool. We do. We yeah. have we have booze and. Yeah. All that good stuff. In yeah, there. have the barbers uh, just take shots every time they get by the third yeah. person. They're just like <laughs> fucking. <laughs> they're shaking. <laughs> hey James, we got you scheduled for five o'clock. Got anything open for nine a.m.? <laughs> Can I be the first hey, shot? <laughs> you're no, you're cut right in the middle of half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh shit. Uh, well, where am I? Well, you're behind a couple of low tippers. Okay, good. You're, good. <laughs> you're behind John and Brad. All right, I like that. <laughs> you know, you know, another funny thing that's a, a in a barber shop you probably don't think of is like young guys just learning their way, like high school age stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, they don't they don't have their own money yet. Usually, it's typically their parents still. Right. So you'll see them come in, and the money was given to them by their parents. So They'll get their haircut. They'll say the price. They'll go to give them the money, and the barber usually says, "Hey, you, what you need back for change or whatever." And they'll they'll take the entire thing. They'll go with it. Yeah. And we always laugh. Sure as shit, they'll get home. All the drive all the way home, or go back out to the car or wherever their parent is, and then you'll see them walk back in like, "Hey." Sorry, I forgot to tip you. <laughs> yeah. they'll, go home. they'll go home. Their parents will come. Why'd you come home with change? I gave you twenty five bucks. You didn't give her a tip. You better get back over there. And then yeah, they gotta yeah, yeah. walk back in like the shame and go, "Hey, sorry." Oh, that's a good point. You yeah. know, like <laughs> that's those so are funny. those are life lessons sometimes yeah. that yeah. you just don't get until you live the fact that, like, oh, I was supposed to actually tip. Yeah. You don't realize everything you're supposed to tip for um, at like a younger age. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel and like you're, you're learning that stuff at that age, and that's yeah. not your money neither. So you don't want to just give it. You probably had your ass chewed about, you know, spending extra for candy or something somewhere along the line. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you're scared to like take that extra two bucks. So you're like, no, no, no. What? Or you're a shyster and you actually tried to pop. Yeah, you're trying to get a black and mild and a condom. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, you know, I, I thinking about it, I don't really know everything that I'm supposed to tip for, you know, I know, like, I know like waiters and, and bartenders yeah. and, uh, mm-hmm. you Hotel. know, like, yeah, like bell hops and shit. Right. Valet. But I wonder if there are things that I don't I learned like that from home alone too. Uber. <laughs> yeah. Your- Uber. Yeah. Well, that's the, uh, it's in the app, you know, so that's easy. Well, it, it wasn't always <laughs> in there and they added that. So it wasn't. Yeah, well, before well, it, well, it wasn't the, in there. Yeah. Originally they didn't want you to tip, right? They didn't. Or right. no, they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody like you, you'd ask them and they'd be like, well, you can't tip on the app or whatever exactly. it was, but I'll take yeah, yeah. that money. You yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I never, for the longest time, I had no idea you're supposed to tip your housekeeper. And then I, when I started working at the Ritz Carlton, that's when I, I found out that you're supposed to tip your housekeeper. Yeah. The, uh, we go, I go to the keys every year to a place, the same place I've been at for years. And there's a little envelope for like daily tipping for your room, you know? Yeah. And, um, I probably say in my twenties, I wasn't doing that. And then, you know, as I got a little more mature and I learned about it daily, I'd put money in there 
And then guess what? I get in my room. I get I get better service. Hey, we need a a blender. Do you guys have a blender? Yep, <laughs> coming right up. You know, so I'm like, all right, cool. I, yeah, I've actually learned how to leverage hotels huh. over the years. Like, um, I had a couple guys when I'd travel with work that would do those things, and I'd always I'd just go in, sleep, and leave. I'd never yeah. use anything, and then I started learning about. Uh, they have la- laundry services, all kinds of crap. So I don't worry about it. Stuff my bag. I get there. I take shirts out. I have them dry clean them. They come up to my room. It's I leverage all that stuff now. Yeah, that's what they're there for. Yeah, you yeah. Know, so I mean, especially like a Ritz or somewhere like that. So Damn, one time man. I was in that. I've been Las doing Vegas. hotels wrong the whole time. Oh man, you got to, and you can't feel bad about it because um, that's what they're those guys are doing. But at one time I was in Las Vegas. I flew. And I stuck a can of starch in my luggage. Uh, so when I got there, I can iron my clothes and everything. And, and when I got out of the airport, my bags were ran over to the Mandalay Bay for me. I didn't have to, like, handle all that. I was there. So when I got there, walking in the hotel, and I could see my bag. I'm walking up, and I could see a guy standing with my bag just there by himself. And my bag's on a towel Yeah. on the ground, like, and it's wet. I'm like what the fuck is that? I'm walking up. He goes, sir, is this your bag? I'm like, yeah, that looks like mine. And I could smell like lavender or something. You know? <laughs> wow, what's that? He goes, oh, so, appears to be bright exploded. Yeah, exactly. He's like, appears to be something leaking in your bag. You know? And I'm like, oh yeah, shit. And when he goes, uh, I open it up and I had meetings the next morning. I had all my slacks and shirts were already dry cleaned, and that shit exploded oh, in the belly yeah. of the plane from pressurized. Oh, so oh, it exploded shit. in my bag. Oh yeah. All my clothes, starch everywhere. <laughs> oh, no problem, sir. Don't worry. I'm like, shit, where's the mall at? I'm going to have to go buy some clothes. He's like, no, no, we'll yeah. have these back to you in a jiffy. I'm like, man, I can't. I can't. I was so scared that they wouldn't even get them back to me. Um, I was still going to go buy clothes because I wouldn't want to put all my eggs in one basket. Yeah, Anyways, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, oh, it was an hour later. All my clothes, not just the dress shirts. Everything was pressed, cleaned, put in there, no charge. We're sorry that happened to you. I'm like, no, 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 I'll pay you. And. They're like, no, 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 we, you know, we want you to stay here and have a good memory. So they wanted to remove that experience totally. Wow, so once wow. I start, yeah, when, when they really care about service, they'll do amazing things like that. And Mandalay Bay did yeah. that. It was pretty badass. Dude, that is amazing. Now, that guy I tipped, I tipped the guy that brought him to my door, but I never paid for my bag to be laundered, and it wasn't their fault it happened. Right. But they took care of it because they wanted me to save money in that casino. Well, and, and, they, yeah, and they know you'll come back. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. That's an experience every, where you're like, and I'm gonna tell you right now, that's a place I want to go there, to. I stay yeah. at the Mandalay Bay. And I haven't, though, since they did the big shooting and all that shit. So yeah. I have not been there since that. Right, yeah. It, I, when I working at the Ritz-Carlton, I, I learned a lot about uh, hotel stay. And like the, the way that the Ritz-Carlton <laughs> handles guests is like, Every single guest has their own full profile. And every time somebody stays there, every single situation that happens is documented. And if it's a negative, right. it's a, if it's a negative situation, the next time they'll make sure to do something to offset that mm-hmm. negative situation specifically. Yep. So like, yeah, the, you basically have become family to the Ritz Carlton and now we take care of you, you know? Who do you want us? Who do you want yeah. us to kill? <laughs> I stay at the Ritz Carlton quite often. Actually, I stayed there. The first time I stayed there was when I got married, and the Sarasota one was brand new. Yeah, so we that's did the one our, I worked at. Our, 
Right. Yeah. I remember you're you're scared in the stairwell. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Big yeah. Sissy. <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, bitch, you were winded. You're like, I felt pressure. I was like, That's because you're overweight going up and down the stairwell. <laughs> so I should go well, back now. Now that I've lost weight, go back and see if I still get the same yeah, feeling. <laughs> no, that was that was weight issues, brother. <laughs> we go, so we go for the wedding, and I don't say nothing to them. I don't tell them it's my wedding or nothing. I just go get it. And at the time, I was 25 years old, so that's 300 bucks a night, 390 something. I think it was a night. Oh, and I don't, say, I don't say nothing, but that's a big deal for me at 25. But it's special. It's brand new, and that's right. where we're going on the night of our wedding. The next day, we fly out to New Orleans, so it's one night. Yeah. So we go there. I book it. My wife has no idea that's where I have it lined up for. I go there earlier in the day to bring my bags, so when we come from our wedding, we can change. So I'm like, hey, can I um, put these in my room? I, ha- I don't even know they have, like, uh, an area for bags. So I'm like, yeah, can I put these in my room? And they're like, oh. And, you know, I said, well, I just, you know, when we come here from, I mentioned the word wedding. Yeah. And then in- instantly, whole, all, everything changes. So my room was just a normal room, but it was no longer yeah. that. So they're like, oh, sir, if you don't mind, we'd love to upgrade your room. I'm like, uh, well, how much is that going to cost? You know, <laughs> they're like, yeah. oh, no, no, sir, on us. Please allow us, you know. And I mean, I'm not lying, dude. They they laid it out. I had rose petals and shit all over the beds and the yeah. floor. Chocolate, chocolate covered strawberries. Everything. Yeah, I, I used to have to lay heart. that shit out for people. <laughs> yeah, bro. Oh, James, man. you probably laid mine. Out. <laughs> I probably, you probably did. Were right yeah. good. You probably did. <laughs> I had a card they... signed from everybody, right? Everybody that worked there had signed a card personally yeah. with something about us. You still have it? You know, a special night with them. But after then, I've gone back. So the one-year anniversary, I call them back, and we're going to go stay there. I say my name. They must pull up my file. Yeah. And sure as shit, it starts, it starts all over again. So since then, I've stayed dozens of times. I got reward points. I've traveled a couple times with my kids, and they, they don't we, we normally don't stay with our kids in a fancy place. It's a treat for me and Mama. Right, right. So this time I bring them. And my daughter in the lobby of the one in Cocoa Beach, and uh, not Cocoa Beach, I'm sorry, Cocoa Grove in Miami, she says, my daughter makes a, a comment about how it smells. She's like, wow, this place smells amazing. And they've never been to a five-star. <laughs> yeah. And, she, and, they, and the guy goes, oh, do you like that? And the guy carrying her bags, and she's like, oh, man, that's the best smell ever. Well, we're going up to the room. We get to the room. He goes, uh, he asked me, he goes, Dad, if you don't mind, I'd love to give your daughter a gift with your permission. And I was like, Sounds great. And he goes, okay, cool. I'll be back in a few minutes. Goes down the lobby, comes back with a bag for just my daughter, full of candles and full of shit that he goes, every Ritz-Carlton has their own scent. And this is our particular scent. And since you loved it so much, this is a gift from us to you. It's wow. a bunch of candles. Yes, yeah, scent. And he gave that to my daughter. That's amazing. Which is wow. cool, cool yeah. as shit. So check this out. The candles run out. We have them back at home. And she says, Dad, I want one of those candles again. I go online to see if I can order it. And then I see they're all different. And you know how much the candle, each one of those candles was? A hundred bucks online. Holy he shit. Gave, he oh. gave her a bag full of them. Oh, my <laughs> Not God. Not just one. I mean a bag full of them. Well, so, maybe that's the play. It's like uh, it's like giving somebody a pill and hoping they come back and trying to buy a bottle. Yeah. Well, yeah, hey. you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, they hook you. They hook you a little they, bit. They hook you. First taste is free, baby. Yeah. First taste is free. Yeah, but they, they went out of their way to, to yeah. know who we were. If we went to the bar. Yeah. I mean, we probably look like young. You know, my wife's hair was probably an updo, brand new rings on, so it was easy to pinpoint. Where, but they never called us. They always called us by our name. 
Right. Which was cool, too. I was like, this is weird. Everybody knows our names. Yeah. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Lindergren, welcome. Come right this way. Uh, Can we get you? It's I'm all, like, yeah. everybody Everybody has headsets constantly. So if people are interacting, if, if you're basically being passed off to the next group, they've already gone on the headset and said, Mr. Lindergren is coming towards you. Right. Uh, get his bag, blah, blah, blah. It, they, and the other cool thing about the Ritz Carl, you know, I really actually did enjoy my time at the, I worked there for nearly five years. Uh, and one of the cool things about it is that they empower their employees to do the things like you're talking about, go get candles. Right. You have as an employee, you can spend up to a thousand dollars to make a guest stay worth, worth a special occasion oh. or worth. Oh, worth yeah. yeah. So you have that ability. Like you don't have to go, you don't have to go talk to your manager. You don't have to go fucking see anybody you just go to the front desk you say i want to get this this and this for guest number blah 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 and then next thing you know you've just gone and got them a cake for their whatever 80th birthday that's happening tonight or whatever you know what i mean so if someone's an asshole to you james will be like (laughs) i want to sneak in a pair of panties to that that mr lindergren so His wife sees the, the pair and is hey, like, right. Who's are these? Uh, you know what? James, tape up the hole in Linda Grin's room. <laughs> Cover it up. Hey, no, James, he's not putting any yeah. or any holes today. You, you obviously went through all their training and shit. What is the phone in the bathroom for? Do they actually teach you why that's there? Why is that? A uh, regular thing to have a phone right next to the goddamn toilet. That's odd to me. I don't know why. I think rich people need to be able to communicate whenever they need to be able to communicate. I think that that's really the only reason. I don't. They don't know. They've See, never said anything about it. Really, it's not in the training. Like, hey, this no. is like the number one spot people overdose, so they got to have a phone to call nine one one or sir. I don't my know. chocolates while I take a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I always <laughs> think know? like, why is there a telephone right by the crapper? Seriously. Uh, it probably is that situation. Like, uh, like say for instance, uh, your toilet paper wasn't there or something. You have the oh, ability to grab. Call. Yeah, they don't want. They don't want you. Even Can the you situation. Bring it into the bathroom. And <laughs> toss it to me. Even a situation. Oh yeah, that we will. We will if that's what you want. But the Ritz Carlton doesn't even want you to have to stand up and get poop in between your butt cheeks. Like that's literally that's they've thought it that far through. Like that's in the handbook. Yeah. <laughs> can you so you can it's an call admission <laughs> statement? James would be like, "Hey, uh, this is James, uh, room five ninety eight. Yeah, uh, where's my where's my squatty potty?" And I, I specifically <laughs> yeah. requested a squatty potty in here. We would, dude, we would go out and get you a squatty potty and make sure that you had it. And then every time you stayed at a Ritz Carlton after, there'd be a fucking squatty potty the moment you stepped foot in that room. Did I ever tell you the story of me having to go wake the the uh, ambient lady up? Mm-mm. Did I, uh, From at the Ritz? At the Ritz, yeah. So I was a security guard at the Ritz Carlton and, and at the Ritz, you're, uh, 24 hours a day. You can have the front desk call you and give you a wake up call. It doesn't matter what right. time you want it we, anybody will do it. And if you don't wake up, they'll make sure like we have a, we're strictly told that you have to make sure the guest is woken up. You have to mm-hmm. literally speak to them and say, okay, this was your wake up call. Otherwise, if they come down and say that they didn't get their call, you're fucking done. That's it, right? So this lady has a midnight wake-up call, right? And it, <laughs> it, I go up to – I the front desk calls, and I was I used, I used to work overnight. So the front desk calls the room. 
She doesn't fucking answer. Nobody fucking answers. So they call the room again. Nobody answers. Then they call my office and they say, Hey, this room number has this, this, and this, uh, they have a wake up call at midnight. You got to go up to whatever room number and, and see if they're okay. So I go up the room and I'm fucking pounding on the door. Bah, bah, bah. I'm, first I'm knocking light. Then I'm fucking pounding. Not a fucking peep. Right. So then I go down the hall. I pick up the hall phone. I call the front desk. I say, these people are not answering their door. I said, I don't know. What do you want me to do? And they're like, you got to go in the room. You have to walk into the room. Oh, boy. So I go to the fucking door. I pop my fucking key card in and I just slightly crack the door and I go, my name is James with the Ritz Carlton. I'm in loss prevention. Uh, you have a wake up call at midnight. Please answer the door. I'm like screaming into the room. Nobody fucking answers. I can hear the TV on in the back of the, in the back of the room. Right? So I'm like inch by inch stepping into this fucking room, scared out of my fucking mind. I didn't know what the fuck to expect. I get to Probably the bed. chick sitting on the bed, like spread Eagle waiting. <laughs> Not at all. I, I, I wish it was that I get to the, I get to the Did bed. You bring the strawberries. <laughs> I get to the bed of the room. It, it, it's a suite. So I have to walk through their fucking living room area into the fucking bedroom area. Right. Yeah. And there's two people laying in bed and they are the oldest people I've ever seen in my whole life. And I'm thinking to myself, these motherfuckers are both dead. Like I am out of my mind at this at point. The same time. I'm trying yeah. at the same time. And the TV's blaring dude, dude, the TV's like full volume, like volume 50. Like it's crazy. So it's like a horror movie. The whole situation is set up like a horror movie. So I'm, I'm at the side of the bed and I'm like screaming, ma'am, do you have a wake up call at noon? I'm like, I'm on top of them, dude. Like not following Wait, six. I'm not why social distancing. Old lady have a wake up call I, for midnight. Dude, it Should gets be like 3 a.m. Right. For the breakfast. party starts, baby. <laughs> it gets yeah. fucking crazier. So then, so then I, I like freak out. I run out of the room, go back down the hall. I call front desk. I was like, listen, they are not responding to anything that I say or I anything. I dead. I'm like, they have to be dead. So then I go back to the room. I go back inside. They're still both dead asleep. And I'm like, they're like, because the front desk says, well, you got to wake them up. You got to make sure. So they're like, shake the bed or shake them or something. So I go in the room and I'm trying to shake the bed. And I, you just see their dead bodies rolling back and forth, like side, side to side on the bed, both of them. <laughs> and nobody, <laughs> nobody fucking wakes up. So I'm like, at this point, I run out of the room. I say, I run to the fucking, the fucking phone in the hallway. I say, front desk, you got to call 911. These two are both fucking dead. I don't know what the fuck. I said, this must be a suicide pack. They must have killed each other. And then they wanted a mid. <laughs> the hell guy. Yeah. They got their 90s yeah. in. Yeah. They, 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 they wanted a midnight wake up call. So somebody would find their dead bodies, you know? So then, so then at this point, dude, I'm freaking out. I go back to the, I go back to the fucking room. One last fucking, one last attempt. I knock on the door and all of a sudden the handle fucking turns and the door opens and the woman sticks her head out, only her head. And I'm telling you, when I say it, all I see is this floating fucking head. It looks as though it's not attached to any body. And she's got these sunken in fucking <laughs> eyes and she's got black, she's got black makeup on around both of her eyes. 
she looks like a fucking like she just crawled out of the ring the the fucking well in the movie the ring <laughs> the well and and i and i say i say to her uh i my name's james with loss prevention we were here to try to give you a wake-up call and she goes thanks and then just slams the fucking door and i never fucking hear from her again that was the end Wow. That's fucking crazy. Ugh. The whole the whole thing. Damn, so she killed her husband, huh? <laughs> yeah, that dude motherfucker's dead. <laughs> I saw their bodies rolling on the fucking bed just just back and forth like a fucking pendulum. There was yeah, They probably had sex toys all over the bed. Yeah, what'd she have on? <laughs> I'm telling you, all I saw was her witch red panty kind of night. <laughs> all I saw was her witch face and her sunken in eyes and her fucking blacked out fucking sockets. Look at that, boy. Oh, you got a fucking <laughs> locals fucking oh. buzzer. Yeah, it's, what I you got pu- it here in the garage because during the fucking lockdown, I was doing garage cuts. Oh, nice. Yeah, bootleg barbershop style. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get Aiden to come over here and get a haircut. He won't do it. He gets cut by his grandma, by Drew's mom. Yeah. You get hit in the float.